My novel Finding Home is available for purchase on February 20th in everywhere that books are sold. One reader called it a spiritual experience embedded in pure drama. And that's exactly what I wanted to do. Tell a fantastic story, but reveal all the layers of spiritual truth that were in the prodigal son parable when Jesus told it. But we miss it with our Western eyes. You will be amazed at the Father's incredible love for you. You can find out more on my website, susankamacias.com backslash finding dash home. Welcome, Emptiness Sister, to episode 38, entitled, Five Scripture for When You Don't Know What to Do. Because while we're not done yet, the options in front of us of what we should do next can be daunting. So here is some scripture that I go to when I am at a crossroads, or have a lot of good decisions, or have a lot of bad options in front of me. Any one of those scenarios, I don't know what to do, Jesus has the answer. I'm so glad you found the We're Not Done Yet podcast, a special place for emptiness moms who are trying to find out what Jesus wants them to do next. I'm Susan Macias, author of the book, Unceasing, A Parent's Guide to Conquer Worry and Pray with Power, and the devotional, 31 Days, Praying for My Daughter. Sister, the Lord places special calls on this emptiness stage of our life. So let's help each other figure out what to do next, because we're not done yet. Making decisions can be hard, and I'm so grateful for the Word of God and how much wisdom is there and how much really practical advice is there and wonderful word pictures to help us make decisions or to know how to treat others or any of the number of things that the Word comments on. Today, we're specifically looking at five scripture that I think really help when I don't know what to do. I'm going to tell you a story first, and then I promise I'm going to share the five scripture with you. Back when I was a young military wife, we lived in Germany, and a man shared a story with me that has stuck with me the rest of my life. He was a minister. I don't know his name. I don't know his ministry, but his story has never left me. He talked about how he had come to the Lord as an adult. He was in the Air Force, and he it really turned the, his life around to follow Jesus. It changed his marriage. It changed his lifestyle, changed everything about him. And he was so passionate about following God. And every day as he left his neighborhood on the way to the base where he worked, he would come to a stop sign. And he would sit at the stop sign and he'd say, okay, Lord, which way, right or left? Because he could go either way to get to the base. And sometimes going right was faster and sometimes going left. And so he'd always ask, Okay, Jesus, tell me which way to go. And he always felt this answer in his spirit. Then one day he comes up to a stop sign out of his neighborhood from which a lot of other people were trying to get to the base on time. And he got to the stop sign. He said, okay, Lord, right or left? And there was only silence that answered him. And so he sat there a little longer. Okay, Jesus, um, tell me right or left? I'll go right or left, whichever one you want. Silence. The cars are piling up from behind him. Somebody's honking. He's getting very uncomfortable. And he prays again and still silence. And then he said a sentence that has kept me in check for the rest of my life. To Jesus, he said, Lord, I'd rather stay here for the rest of my life than not follow you. And then he heard in his spirit, I don't remember, was it 
left or right, I'm not sure, but the Lord told him something and he went. And I've come to those crossroads where I don't know what to do and I don't have a left or right. And I sit there and I think, okay, Lord, I'd rather sit here forever than go anywhere but behind you. I want to follow Jesus. I want to follow him all the time. But we get places where it's just not always clear. It might be that there's a lot of good options ahead of us. As we come to these empty nest years, we might have opportunities to serve our family, to have a job, to work in a ministry, to do something we've always wanted to do. And and we're looking at all these options. We don't know which one to take. Sometimes we have a lot of difficulties in front of us, and we can't figure out which is the most urgent thing that we need to take care of. In any of those situations and the myriads of others that exist, when we have paths in front of us and we need to make decisions about what to do and what to not do, there is scripture to help us along the way. So I'm going to share five of my favorites with you. This is not all there is. Scripture is abounding, but I'm trying to keep the podcast, you know, short enough for you to listen to on the way to the grocery store. So here we go. Isaiah 30, 20 through 21 is one of my very, very favorite scriptures on this subject. It is my number one go-to. It starts out like this. And though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet your teacher will not hide himself anymore, but your eyes shall see your teacher and your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it when you turn to the right or when you turn to the left. So when I come up to that kind of two decisions, I don't know, should I go right or should I go left? I stop and I pray. I might even fast. I'm not a really, I have to admit, I don't fast a lot that I'd have to get really pretty desperate to fast because I don't know, I guess I like food. That is a confession, not like anybody to give anybody a a pass on not fasting, but You can pray, you can ask for others to pray, you can get down on your knees and asking the Lord, just tell me, right or left? And just concentrating on this verse, meditating on this scripture has often opened up my ears to hear from the Lord on something. Okay, next one, Jeremiah 6.16. If you know anything about Jeremiah, you know, he was prophesying to the nation of Judah in the very end days as they were just totally rejecting God. And Neum, I mean, Nebuchadnezzar's coming to the gates to, um, to destroy them. And he's trying to get them to repent. I love this scripture so much. It's a great warning to me. Jeremiah 6.16, thus says the Lord, stand by the roads and look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. And what this scripture tells me is that there is a good way to go. There is a way that is restful for my soul. Will I walk in God's ways? Because that is the, that's what it produces, rest for my soul. It doesn't mean that there's not work to do. There is, but it is work that I know I'm following God. And so I want to choose to not act like the people of Judah, but I want to say, yes, I will walk in your ancient paths, Lord. I will do as you say. And as I am following God's word, I will often stumble upon his will in a certain 
certain place. It just flows. And so that is a great place to stop, look for the ancient paths, and ask the Lord what you're supposed to do next. Okay, here's the next one. Number three, Galatians 5.25. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. I love this so much because... I mean, I don't know about you. I can honestly tell when I am working out of my flesh and when I'm working out of the spirit. And what this verse tells me is that I need to keep my step in step with the spirit instead of making my own plans and asking him to rubber stamp them and say, good idea, Susan. So this is one of those places that is a reminder to me to make sure I'm staying in step with the spirit and following the Lord. And a lot of this, you want, I want a black and white answer. None of this scripture gives you a black and white answer. It gives us this way, this method to stop, to get our feet where they need to be so that we will be able to make the right decisions so that we will be able to follow the Lord, not ourselves. Okay. Number four, Proverbs 4, 25 through 27. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. And this is such great instruction to me. Keep my gaze forward. I'm looking at Jesus. If I am looking at Jesus, I am going to have less distractions dragging me off the path. I'm going to be looking at him. I'm going to be following him. If it looks evil, I can turn directly away from it. I can ponder where my feet, I can think about where my feet are going and are they following Jesus? That's where I want to go. And that's where I'm going to find his will. Okay. Number five, Isaiah 35, eight through 10. And a highway shall be there, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. It shall belong to those who walk on the way, even if they are fools. They shall not go astray. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast come up on it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Now, this is a prophecy of when the Israelites are going to return. And it's what a beautiful picture it is. And this is what I believe we can experience in small ways here and now. There is a place where we won't have sorrow and sighing. I mean, we do have that in the world around us. But when we get our feet on the path, even if we're fools, gosh, I love that scripture. Even if we're fools, we can be on the way of holiness and we can be following the Lord toward the place where we will ultimately reside with him. And that one, I claim when I'm feeling foolish and confused and don't know what to do, I can take that one. And here's one last bonus scripture for you, Isaiah 42, 16. And I will lead the blind in a way they do not know, in paths that they have not known, I will guide them. I will turn the darkness before them into light, the rough places into level ground. These are the things I do, and I do not forsake them. And that is our Lord. We can claim that promise. We can say, Lord, I'm blind. It's dark. And I don't know where to go or what to do. What is the best thing to decide? And we can place ourselves 
with his, place our hand in his guiding hand and let him lead us. And we may not really have the full picture of what the decision is, but we take one tiny step after another tiny step behind him. And before we know it, we find we are walking in his will. So no matter what is before you, take these scripture, meditate on them, ask the Lord to show you. If we want to follow him, he is going to lead us because he tells us, if you seek me, you will find me. So let's seek him with all our hearts. And as we seek him, we will know just what to do next. Thanks for joining me today. Check out my website, susankmacias.com to find more encouragement and to be empowered toward taking your next step. Connect with me on Facebook or Instagram at Susan K. Macias. If you enjoyed the podcast, would you please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or whatever platform you listen on. Subscribe and share it with a friend who needs some encouragement to pursue God's call. And what about you? What's Jesus calling you to do? Be brave. Take a baby step. Do the next thing. Because you're not done yet. 